how do we teach our children about the Beatitudes? Do we fully understand them? And what does the phrase already, not yet mean? These are important concepts that we and our children need to understand about how the kingdom is here on earth as it is in heaven. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. The Beatitudes can be confusing. There's so many different commentaries of what things mean. And I'm going to try to break down and make it easy to understand. It took me a while to understand them. I hope you'll benefit from this and you can share this with your children. But the Beatitudes are blessings declared by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. We read eight blessings in the Gospel of Matthew. And the Beatitudes are like a roadmap on how we're to live on earth as if we're living in heaven. I'm sure you've heard the term the great reversal. It's related to the upside down thought process of how a man views behavior versus how God views behavior. For example, in Matthew 20:16, Jesus sends the parable of the workers in the field saying, "The last shall be first and the first shall be last." Well, we know in the day we live in, the day and age we live in, in the world we live in, no, people want to be first. They don't want to be last. And they'll do anything to be first and not be last. Well, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says not to resist an evil person. If he slaps us, we're to turn and give him the other cheek. Totally the opposite of what most people will do. The Beatitudes provide a commentary that turns upside down the social and political ways of the world during the Roman Empire and the Jewish religious elite of that time. The way you would gain honor back then and respect was to dishonor or disrespect someone. Jesus came to turn that way of living upside down. That's why he said, if they slap your face, which is a very dishonorable thing to do towards a person, the one doing the slapping was gaining honor. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. That way, you gain your honor back by letting them know it had no effect on you, and in fact, the other cheek was available. Again, that's a great reversal. No one would ever do that today. You see, we live in the already, not yet time period. This is a theological concept where we live in the present age, the now, and because of our salvation, we also live as if we are living in the kingdom of heaven. The Lord's Prayer states, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are to live daily as if we are currently in heaven, even though we are physically here on earth. That's the already, not yet concept. The Beatitudes encourage compassion, humility, love for our enemies, and a strong desire for justice. But how can the poor in spirit be prosperous, or those who mourn be fortunate? The Beatitudes are one of the best teachings from Jesus. It's not a list of virtues, and it's not a list of commandments. So let's dig deep into this. Let's see what what Jesus says. He starts with, Blessed are the poor in spirit. The word poor that Jesus uses here are those who are living in abject poverty. Now, I'm probably saying this wrong, but it's ptokos, P-T-O-O-K-O-S, and it's a Greek word for poor 
meaning beggar, not knowing where their next meal will come from. Our children need to understand that the riches of this world mean nothing. And if we have faith in Jesus, we will live for all eternity with our needs being met. And we are blessed even when we are poor. The great reversal because we will have everything in heaven. So blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Tell them the story of Mother Teresa. She had nothing but was so happy and blessed because she knew she would gain everything in heaven. And so she lived on earth as if she lived in heaven. She is quoted to have said, The most terrible poverty is loneliness and the feeling of being unloved. Poverty is not knowing the love of God that is shown through our actions and our deeds to others. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We will all suffer loss, a loss of a family member, loss of a job, loss of a failure of a marriage. And yet Jesus tells us we are blessed because one day he will wrap his loving arms around us and we will be totally content. Those who do not know Jesus may mourn until the day they die because they have no hope. Comfort comes now for believers because of who we know and who loves us for all eternity. Let's help our children understand that when we lose a loved one who believes in Jesus, after an initial sadness because of our loss, we need to rejoice for they are not here, but they are in the arms of Jesus. I once heard a preacher say, we have it backward. When a baby is born, we should say, oh no, another sinner. And when someone dies, we should say, oh, happy are we. Another saint has entered into heaven. That's another great reversal of thought, contrary to what the world thinks. These are great reversals because we live in the already, not yet world. Not yet, meaning the kingdom has not overtaken this world. We still live in this world, even though the kingdom is here. But one day it will be totally the kingdom and not the sinful world. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. In Jesus' day, many were oppressed. Justice belonged to those who were wealthy and influential. Yet Jesus says the meek will inherit the earth for all eternity. Let's teach our children to be generous and not greedy in actions, words, and deeds, and to be content with what they have. Jesus was the ultimate example of being meek. He owned nothing. He was no pushover, though. Yet God the Son washed the feet of his disciples, and all his needs were met. He trusted God to provide for all his needs, and when he did that, it brought him peace, and when we do that, it brings us peace. Meekness is a powerful reversal of what people think today. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Righteousness means right relationship with God, with others, with yourself, and with all of God's creation. Those who hunger and thirst are those who don't have the right relationship with God and with others. The world will tell you that if you don't have it together, you're a loser. The great reversal of thought says that if you don't have it all together and you hunger for a right relationship, God will fulfill that need and then you will have everything. God ate and drank with those who were great sinners who didn't have it all together. Remember, he was the great physician for those who were most sick. Well, our time is up, but next week I will go over the rest of the Beatitudes and we'll share how we can teach our children to understand this great reversal 
and how we can live a godly worldview in spite of living in a world that tells us to live contrary to what God's word says. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.